on SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. And here we are on SENSA, Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel in Studio Lumo. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Hello, Menz. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Walsh. How are you going? Yeah, I'm going okay. It's been pretty busy in South Australia. It was was sad to, to not have a weekend of sandful footy because I've, I've been loving it this year. Did you play footy on the weekend? I did play footy on the weekend. So that was uh, great. I headed down to Pathway. We played at home against the top team, Border Districts, which was a good challenge. They got us by seven or eight goals, but it was still great fun. So last week you um, really... Suddenly said, I just kick eight goals. Um, how did you go this weekend? The team lost. So that's the main thing. It's a team game. But how yep. did you go? Uh, kicked six this week. So, okay. um, look, so you've kicked over 20 goals in four games? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, no, it's been good fun. It's it's not as – obviously the intensity and the speed's not as quick, which is probably why – I don't know. Yeah, like – so the last two weeks, I thought about this yesterday. The last two weeks, I haven't actually kicked a point, which um, I don't normally do. And I, what I put that down to, and it's the same with AFL. You watch AFL players miss and you think, how can you miss that? But it's the speed and the um, pressure in the game that gets you fatigued. And you're mm. having shots of goal and you are tired walking in, whereas I've felt much, much more relaxed uh, the last few weeks, which has been so much fun. We are going to preview uh, this weekend's matches a little bit later on. We've got a big show today, actually, uh, in the lead-up to the wheelchair grand final on Friday night between the Eagles and Sturt. Uh, in a moment, we'll catch up with Nathan Pepper, the Sandful Disability Coordinator, and Adam Hartlett. We will speak to the coach of West Adelaide who head to Murray Bridge this weekend to take on Adelaide, who are going to be undermanned. Uh, they are playing in the Neil Curley Memorial match. But, of course, we've got something special for our weekend review. Fighting your performance. Review. It says more about me than you. It's morally defeating and often misleading. But this is the best we can do. So here we go. What are we going to do here, Mens? Yeah, we're going to have a look at a little recap into all of the 10 sample teams through the first 15 weeks of the season. Just where they're at, where they've improved or where they potentially need to improve moving forward. Okay. So... We're going to start at the top of the table this time. We're going to start with Glenelg. And Glenelg have averaged 95 points at home this year. Now, they've only got one game to come at home. But they are number two in offense and number two in defense and are as ready as any team to peak moving forward. They have been dominant and they're a pleasure to watch. They're playing really attractive football as well. It makes me excited for the finals because once they get a hold of Adelaide Oval, who knows what is going to happen, men's. Uh, yeah. Let's continue on. That is correct. Sturr is second on the table and... They are, you mentioned Glenelg playing attractive footy. Well, Sturr has really improved their offense this year and the way they play. They are a much better side to watch and they just look much more balanced across the park. And I think it's because of their recruits that they've added. Now, McFadgen down back has been really good. Frederick on the wing gives them that speed. And they've also had the health for most of the year this year of Paddy Wilson and Tom Lewis. So there's always nerves around those two boys though, isn't there? We yep. always, all, and we've said it, we always say if they stay fit, watch out. And it's always going to be that if. It is always going to be that if, but they need to all be on the park if they're going to do something in September. And they're in a pretty nice position as well too. They'll get that double chance now. It's, it's guaranteed it's locked up for the double blue. So they're in a nice position to pounce as well. Was speaking with Bix this morning on SENSA Breakfast about 
Adelaide and that the top three teams in the Host Plus Sandful League are far above the rest of the competition at the moment. But things may change for Adelaide because Matt Crouch isn't dropping back into that Sandful side any soon. And I, I know we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but their dis- defensive stocks are limited. Um, so they're, they're an interesting watch at the moment, Adelaide, aren't they? They really are. And it's a, it's a really great point because – and the one that you mentioned there with the defensive stocks, just say Adelaide are to make it to the grand final and their opposition is Glenelg. Glenelg has three of the top four goal kickers in the Ken Farmer medal this year. Yeah. Now, when Borlase and Keane and Worrell are in that team, you're pretty confident that they'll match up well against McBain and Hosey and Reynolds if that's the way it goes. But – those players might not be there come finals time, which makes it really challenging for them. The thing that I do want to touch on, though, with Adelaide is this number, 162.94. That is their percentage this season. They are number one in offense and number one in defense. So although they might have a few less players, they have been sensational, whoever has been on the park for the Crows Footy Club this year in the sample. What about for Port Adelaide? The last time they played was at Adelaide Oval and they kicked about 12 behinds in the first half or something. So they're still sitting in the five, but they need to make a few changes. Yeah, we did mention that the top three are clear top three. But Port, they're six and two at Alberton this year and they have been in every single game they've played in except for the two showdowns against the Crows. So Port Adelaide against any other side in the competition, I think you'd have some confidence that they're going to compete and they, they're every chance to win. It's just against the Crows they've matched up so poorly at Adelaide Oval. So that is definitely a question mark there. But I think they're going to be good enough to make the five. The the mathematical chance for as low as eighth to make the five is still there. Um, the, the team sitting in fifth at the moment, Centrals, are... Uh, Level on points with North Adelaide. And again, that that middle bunch, every game has to be won now. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And what's going to be intriguing, and we'll get into this uh, later in the show in terms of what's to come the next three weeks, it's going to be a very intriguing battle between Port Adelaide Centrals and North Adelaide. More than likely, two of those three teams will make the top five. And at at fifth on the table at the moment, it's Centrals. Uh, They've only beat one team in the top five this year, though. So it's... Probably a question mark as to whether they can p- compete if they make finals. I think they're still a little bit off, but they have built so far this season. And and there's some sprouts there, which is good to see. What have you got about North Adelaide for us? North, I think they're in a pretty good position to be able to really pounce and, and launch from here. They, they've had the break. They've had the ball on the weekend. A lot of their better players have missed a lot of footy this season, but they are starting to get that health back. But the concern for North Adelaide is their forward line hasn't been anywhere near as functional this season as it was last year. In the last four weeks, they haven't scored more than six goals in any of those games. So that is a challenge for Jacob Surgeon to get right moving forward. Woodville West Torrens are sitting in seventh position on the table right now. Yes, they still can make the finals a mathematical chance. Yeah, they are a mathematical chance, but it's it's almost – it's probably 1%, to be honest. It's – um. Because the issue there is Port Adelaide, Centrals and North all play each other. So one of those teams have to win or either draw, which will make it really difficult. The Eagles have won one of their last six games. Their last three games will be at home, but they need to find a way not to turn the ball over in such poor areas. And their ball movement and use of it has really hurt them uh, this season. And it's probably a real growth period for the club over the next three weeks. Let's go through the bottom three teams, starting off with South Adelaide. 
South Adelaide, uh, we've said this all year, they've been the most inconsistent side in the competition. Um, it does come with having some really good young kids, which with which they've got coming through, in particular in that midfield. We talked about Ollie Davis, and we've mentioned Mitch O'Neill still young. So they've got a good chance to get some really good momentum heading into next year. Norwood aren't on the bottom of the ladder at the moment, which wouldn't uh, make Westies coach Adam Hartlett that happy. We'll speak to him in a moment. Your thoughts on Norwood? Yeah, Norwood since round nine, when they got their first win this year, they are four and three and have played some really good footy. They've taken it to some of the better teams. So what that tells me is their best is still good enough. So they must retain as many as they can for next season because they can pretty quickly turn it around. And West Adelaide to finish off. Yeah, West have lost their last five matches, but... Four of them have come by 10 points or less. So it just shows they potentially could have pinched a few in there. There's some really good signs, uh, but they need to continue developing and learn how to win the close games. Mids, it's a really tough one to talk about, but we wanted to pay our respects to the passing of Norwood Premiership player Nick Loudon, who, I mean, everybody is still in shock after this sudden passing last week, a 23-year-old Um, almost 12 months ago, won a premiership alongside his Norwood teammates. And I know that this weekend there will be a moment silence at every Sandful game and the uh, players from all the teams will be wearing black armbands, but it's, it's just something you can't fathom. No, it's, it came as a real shock when it's the news spread around the Sandful and, uh, it is, it's just so disappointing to hear. And, uh, it really does just hammer home perspective in life and, uh, it's a, it's a really challenging one. You wish the family all the best and hope that they can deal with it as best possible. And to the Norwood players this weekend, they're taking on South Adelaide. That will be a really difficult day for them. Uh, they have played, Nick Loudon's played footy this year for the Norwood Footy Club and he's not going to be there on the weekend. It's, it's a really challenging one for the family and for the footy club, but, um, yeah, you want to pay tribute to Nick, who, um, yeah, at such a young age, it, it is a, such a bad and disappointing loss. If you or someone you know needs assistance, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14 or lifeline.org.au. You can also go to Beyond Blue, 1300 224 or beyondblue.org.au. We're going to take a break on the Sandful Show and come back and speak with Sandful Disability Coordinator, Nathan Pepper. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Still plenty more to come on the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. The head coach of Westies, Adam Hartler, will join us very soon. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel in Studio Lumo on SENSA and Mens. It's a great time of year. It's warm today, 20 degrees. You can feel the warmth, which means football finals is just around the corner. And it's actually this week with the Novita Sandful Wheelchair Football League, the grand final. It's going to be huge. Uh, the Eagles taking on the Double Blues, which is going to be fantastic. What we thought we would do is speak to Sandful Disability Coordinator, Nathan Pepper, to tell us more about it. Hello, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. And finals are finally here. They are, yeah. Thanks for having me, Jared, and, and Men's. And, uh, yeah, really excited about the grand final taking place this Friday night. So let's get into the grand final, Nathan. It's Sturt taking on the Eagles. The, the Double Blues are going for a three-peat uh, after beating the Eagles in last year's grand final by 23 points. For those out there who haven't seen what the wheelchair league is about, uh, I've been along to a couple. They crack in hard, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. There's no um, shortage of passion out there on the court. And, um, yeah, some very talented athletes. And, uh, yeah, Sturt obviously 
We've had a pretty good run over the first couple of years, but uh, certainly this season, this season we've actually seen Eagles level it up. And uh, yeah, I think they've had a 2-1 head-to-head record over this season. So um, yeah, it should be a really interesting grand final and I certainly can't pick a winner. So give us the details around it. If you want to head along Friday night, how long do quarters go for? What are you expecting to see? The location? Uh, fill us in. Yeah, so Friday night at the the Lights Community and Sports Centre in Lightsview, so a brilliant facility that we've got there. Uh, the matches are starting at 6.10, is the third place playoff between Nord and Central Districts, and then that will be followed by the grand final at 7.30 between Eagles and Double Blues, as we mentioned. Um, quarters go for, for 10 minutes, so it is pretty short, sharp, but certainly, uh, as we said, no, no shortage of, of, of passion and energy out on the court. Um, <clears throat> for those that uh, haven't seen wheelchair footy, it's, it is played on a, on a netball court. We use the netball court lump markings. Uh, it's five on five, so you have two defenders, one midfielder, two forwards. And, uh, yeah, basically, obviously, there's no kicking involved. Um, so a, a handball replaces a kick and an underarm throw replaces a handball. Um, tackling is a, is a touch to tackle. So similar to those that know their AFL 9s rules. Um, but there's certainly always a few collisions and players falling out of chairs and incidental contact, we like to say. But, um, yeah, it's very competitive. It's pretty special to be able to do something like this as well, Nathan, and creating awareness continually, I know, is something that the Sandful and yourself are really passionate about. Are you noticing an uptake in participants, but also awareness as the sport grows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The great thing about this sport, it is inclusive. Like That that word gets thrown around probably a fair bit these days, but um, it is generally inclusive that it's uh, a mixed comp. So we've got males and females playing, um, all ages. Uh, we've got, you know, as young as 10 in our reserves competition right through to, I think, somewhere in the 60s, one of the Eagles players. Um, so, yeah, certainly all ages and um, <clears throat> also people with and without disability as well. So that's that's a really exciting thing. We've seen some great stories, I guess, where, you know, parents have been able to play with their, their kids in the competition or, you know, or, or brothers or siblings playing together. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool competition. Um, it's also got a, quite a strong defence force background. So a number of um, yeah, previous you know, servicemen and women have been able to play. And obviously, as we know, sport in general is, is fantastic on the, the mental health aspect. And we'd like to think that it's um, yeah, a fantastic community to be a part of. So what you said just then, um, it's not just uh, exclusive to um, non-able-bodied uh, bodied people. It, that must be brilliant. So as you said, like the, the support for um, people that uh, don't have the ability to use their legs, you can get your support people around you, like your parents or your peers, actually be part of it. I'm, I'm sure that's a really special moment for some families. Yeah, because I, I, you know, they they would have moments in their life where they thought they could never, you know, com- compete on that same playing field. So to be able to have, you know, friends or, or family actually um, be able to jump in a chair and and get involved in the program has has been really really special. Um, and then this year we actually introduced the classification system, so um, that actually allows, I guess, a more um, you know inclusive and fair playing system. So it's where everyone gets ranked based on their function level. So if you don't have a disability, you're worth five points. If you have a more severe complex disability, you're worth one point. And then each team can only have a maximum of 15 um, points on court at any one time. So, um, sorry, 16 points at any one time. So it, it makes it that fair competition, but still that anyone can get involved and play. Now, Nathan, I want to ask you about the APM Sample Inclusive League, which has 
Teams spanning across Adelaide, such as Athelston, Christie's Beach, Tea Tree Gully, Goodwood Saints, Kenilworth, Kilburn and Salisbury, seems to cover a lot of Adelaide pretty well. Um, is there any expansion moving forward in that league? And you must be pleased with how it's come together in, in such a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, so Sample, this is going into the fifth season, I believe, with um, Sample running it. And the competition's actually existed since 1992, which a lot of people are, are surprised at. Um, but it's certainly grown a lot in the last few years. Um, so as you mentioned, we've got seven clubs involved. I think this year, just a touch over 180 players um, with a disability involved in that competition. So we're certainly always looking to expand um, also in the, in the junior ranks as well to try to create that full pathway. Um, but yeah, we'd also love to create sort of a second tier division as well. Um, so really keen for any of those um, community clubs out there listening that would love to have a crack in that disability space. And um, we'd love to work with them on, you know, creating more inclusive environments at their footy clubs. And Nathan, just want to ask you about um, how AFL compares to other sports. You, you have a background uh, from Inclusive Sport SA. Seven years you were there between 2011 and 2018. So it would have set you up really well for this role and given you a great insight into all sports. How does the AFL compare? Yeah, maybe I'm a bit biased now, but I think we do it pretty well. Um, I think, um, yeah, there's been a great level of investment from AFL and also the Sandful. So, um, yeah, seen a, a great deal of support from from the top in these sorts of programs. Um, it was only just recently the AFL just released a whole suite of disability resources, which has been great to um, promote uh, to all community clubs out there. So it's called the All Play um, all, all Play Disability Inclusion Coaching Courses. These sorts of things just really help and I think put us as a, a leader uh, in other sports and and probably what um, other sports can, can look to and, and learn off as well. So um, really lucky to be in the position that I am because I think um, a lot of other sports, it's generally a part-time role where someone's trying to look after disability programs amongst other things. But yeah, I'm really fortunate to have um, you know a full-time role dedicated to our disability programs. Nathan, before we let you go, some of these things could be hidden away and not spoken about enough. We see the growth of the Sandful, the Sandful W, having an outstanding grand final at Prospect this year. But I can see the work that the team does behind the scenes, not just with your inclusivity program, but also your multicultural program to make sure that no matter what walk of life you are from, what your background may be um, and what your personal situation may be, there's always a place for you at Sandful. Is that accurate in saying that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the line at Sandful is that we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to play footy. So, yeah, no matter any of those things, whether, you know, background or, or ability level or, you know, anything, there's always an opportunity for someone to play. Um, obviously, there's the, you know, traditional sort of talent pathways and we've seen, obviously, a fantastic rise in women's footy. Um, but I think it's just really important that no, no matter who you are or where, you, where you're from, that you've always got this opportunity to play. And as I said, we're sort of lucky that we're in a position where we can, you know, invest in programs with, you know, time and resource to, to be able to, you know, get to those outcomes. Nathan Pepper, thank you so much for your time on The Sandful Show. No worries. Thanks for the support. And uh, hopefully we can see lots of people out of the lights this Friday night for the wheelchair grand final.
Friday night is going to be massive men's. Um, the Eagles and the Double Blues, they don't like each other at the best of times. No, there's a good rivalry there brewing. And uh, I've been along a couple of times. It is incredible the speed that they go at and, again, the collisions. Uh, I'll look at it and go, wow, that's you're brave to be doing that. And, and a lot of the Sandful clubs have a fantastic wheelchair program too. I was lucky enough to be on the microphone at the Eagles Best and Fairest last year and the uh, wheelchair team was celebrated too. So um, to have that and the opportunity for so many people to be part of it, and I love what, what Nathan said there saying, everybody should just have an opportunity to play footy because it's more than what happens with the football that you, you kick or you handball around. It's actually what brings you to the football club and the memories that you create with it, um, which has been awesome. So Friday night, go and support the finals and especially that grand final too. We're going to keep on moving on the Sandful show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful league. Next, we will speak to the coach of West Adelaide, Adam Hartlett. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful league. Been a really big show today too. If you missed it earlier, we caught up with the Sandful Disability Coordinator, Nathan Pepper, in the lead up to the grand final on Friday night. So head to Lights View to check that out. Um, I feel men's like every time we speak to our next guest, they're about to go on a big road trip. So it's kind of in the lead up, the potential to spend a night away and have a full night's sleep. But I'm sure this person had uh, has not had many full nights sleep uh, this season, and that is the coach of West Adelaide. Adam Hartlett, Hearts, good afternoon to you. Um, how's your week been so far? Yeah, it's all been good, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, look, uh, the end of last week, uh, a few of uh, the guys from West Adelaide, we actually went to Melbourne for a bit of a PD and, um, and recruiting drive. So... Um, it's been footy, footy, footy. Got back late Sunday night and, uh, yeah, into a new week as we prepare for, for the Crows this Sunday in Murray Bridge. Adam, PD and yeah. recruiting drive. Now, yeah, that's man. a very technical term to say you went on a boys' trip. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we might have ducked into the cast a couple of times. But, uh, no, she was jam-packed full of footy, I tell you. Um, we went uh, had a look at four VFL games and a couple of AFL games as well. Had a tour of Hawthorne, had a tour of North Melbourne. She was yeah, jam-packed. So how does that work? Will you have a look at a few VFL games and then potentially chat to players to say, um, we're building something at West Adelaide next year. If you want to change um, leagues and head over to the Sandful, Westies is the place for you. Is this what is this regular around this time of year for Sandful coaches to have a look at different parts of Australia? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, look, this is all very new to me, obviously. But, um, yeah, speaking to a couple of uh, uh, people from around the league, uh, I know the Eagles, I think, had booked to, to head over this weekend as well. I know Central's have done a, a couple of trips in the state. So, yeah, I think it's, it's the norm. Um, and, look, we, we've been tracking guys in the VFL over the last year or two, and um, it's just good, a good opportunity to get over and see them in the flesh. Now, Hearts, the recruiting meetings at the casino as well would have been a, a good uh, good way to go about it. But just on that, the recruiting for next year, without giving anything away, you're confident you're going to be able to recruit a decent amount of players and, and really get that top-end talent into the club? Yeah, well, that's, that's our, our target, men, is, is that top-end talent. We, we feel like we've got... Um, We've got a list full of, you know, potential and um, there's some talented kids in our program. I'm looking for guys that are going to come in, have an instant impact, but 
but more so, you know, teach these guys what it takes to, to become, you know, great state league footballers. Um, so, we, as, as you mentioned, mate, we're looking for that top-end talent. Um, it, and it's not, it's not about um, recruiting an abundance of players. It's, it's being really specific around our targets and, and getting the right people in. How do you reflect on the season to date so far, Hart? It's been challenging. If you look at the ladder, you see the three wins, but you've been competitive in most of the games. So for you as a coach, we always knew that this was going to be a development year. But where are you right now in comparison to when we spoke with you earlier in the season where um, you were satisfied with the growth, but the wins still aren't coming? Yeah, that's right. Well, she, uh, mate, I, it, it's, it's particularly the last four or five weeks where, where we've, um, you know, we haven't won a game, but, uh, you know, the margins have been, you know, three goals or less um, in all of those. We had a couple of losses to Sturt by a kick and, and under, and obviously we went down to, to Glenelg at the Bay a few weeks back by just 10 points. So, uh, look, I'm super proud of, of, of our, our group and the growth that we have shown, and, you know, it's easy to get um, caught up in, in the ladder position and, and the wins and losses. But if you dig a bit deeper in the numbers, which we're privy to, um, there's been a hell of a lot of growth. And for me as a coach, I've just got to reiterate that to the playing group that, you know, what we're, we've uh, implemented in terms of structure and, and offensive and defensive systems, it is working. It's going to be a bit of a slow burn. And, um, you know, we've got three more weeks to, to continue to grow in those areas and then, you know, another uh, off-season and pre-season and, you know, add a bit more talent to the group, I think we'll take some more strides next year. So you talk about that growth, Hearts, and uh, the not necessarily looking at the win-loss records. I think one that stands out to me, and I, I tend to look at percentage a little bit, 72% yep. was the percentage last year that you guys finished at and you're currently at 84%. So you're right, it shows that you've been much more competitive this season, but I guess the question around that is, where is the line when it comes to being competitive and, and having honourable losses and, and then going, nah, we need to turn these into wins and not be comfortable with close losses? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, look, it, it, that, that month where we sort of went down by a couple of kicks, it was a great opportunity for development and, and growth for us where you know we're identifying you know key moments in the game, key moments in those last 15 to 20 minutes where we didn't quite execute. And um, it's about minimising, you know, those, those errors and, and um, you know, identifying them and, and just playing the moment. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't like honourable losses and I think that's been um, reflective in my post-match a couple of times where I, I just feel like we've, we've let a couple of games slip. And I, I feel like in, in the past we've sort of, accepted those losses we don't accept that anymore and um you know that the players are you know just as disappointed as i am but you know we go back through the vision um we play those scenarios out again at training and you know we get better next time who have you been positively proud of this year we can talk about the losses and and how you are for a long time but i want to talk positives right now with your heart so who have you been impressed with this season uh, the first one that springs to mind is Kobe Ryan. Um, this is a 19-year-old kid who, um, you know, was going through the draft last year. Probably, you know, in our eyes, stiff not to get picked up. Um, but it, it, he's just, you know, gripped the teeth and, and, and got into his work and, and had a great preseason. And 
Uh, I sort of tried to, to shelter him a little bit um, from full-time midfield duties uh, because he is a 19-year-old kid and, you know, coming up against men. He's just he's just wanted more opportunity through the midfield and his last month of foot has been outstanding. Um, he's been, you know, top 10 in, in contested possession in the competition in that time, top 10 in clearances as well, top 10 in tackles. So, um, yeah, he's, he's the one that really, you know, jumps out at me, um, has had a great season. Um, and I just love the, the growth of, of some of our, uh, our junior talent and local talent. Kane Sherlock um, has burst onto the scene after not having played any senior footy prior to this year. Darcy Minchell is another key defender that's developing. So, um, yeah, it's been a really exciting year. We've had 12 or 13 debut. Um, and there's probably opportunity over the next few weeks for one or two more to, to step up and and have a crack as well. We are joined by Adam Hartlett, coach of Westies. I feel like it's a really opportunistic time to play against Adelaide. They've had a lot of players who have been recalled to the senior team, including Matt Crouch and Harry Schonberg and some of these players. Adam, this this could be a really good game for you to not just be competitive, but have a chance to win. Absolutely, yeah. Well, look, we uh, we set the boys up each week and, and believe, you know, every week that we're, we're a really good chance in, in winning games of footy. So um, we had a great contest early in the year um, versus the Crows at, at High Sense Stadium. Uh, went down by about 20 points in the end, but w- was really in the game for the majority of it. Um, so, look, we'll go in confident. Um, you know, we've got some subtle tweaks that we're, we're going to make to to our game plan over the final few games uh, just to see how that looks going forward. So, yeah, we're looking really forward to the contest for sure. Now, Hartz, while she alluded to it off the start of the interview that you've travelled a lot this season, you, you took on Port Adelaide in Loxton earlier in the year. You went to Port Lincoln to play Norwood in round six. And this weekend, it's, it's at Murray Bridge. It's the Neil Curley tribute game. It must be great for the footy club that you're able to go out to these regional places and, and play in front of these crowds. Yeah, yeah, it's huge for us, mate. We um, we picked up the, the Murray Bridge um, recruiting zone off of Sturt earlier this year. So for us, it's just a great opportunity to get out there, um, get in amongst our new fans and, um, you know, show, show them what West Adelaide's all about and um, expose them to a bit of SANFL footy as well. And, you know, for any um, young women or, and men who are out there playing footy, this is a pathway, a legitimate pathway. And, um, you know, this is home for them potentially going forward. Uh, Adam, before we let you go, we had a, a bit of a whisper come in here to Studio Luma, and we don't like to, to mix with whispers, but I need to ask you the question. Um, your relationship with milk crates, what is that like? <laughs> So this um, this was one of those emotional outbursts post game. Um, uh, it happened at Alberton a few weeks ago versus uh, the Magpies, a game that I felt like we were just a little bit too inconsistent in in terms of our effort, and uh, it was a game I felt we, we let slip. And um, yeah, the a milk a milk crate uh, full of drink containers copped it, and and my shin has since copped it from then. It still hasn't healed properly, so. Um, 
Yeah, I've just got to check myself at times while she... <laughs> we understand and we appreciate your time as always. It's always good to speak with you as the coach, but also the human being that is Adam Hartlett. Good luck with the recruiting drive. Hopefully you pick up those Texas Hold'em players you met at Crown Casino in <laughs> Melbourne as well when you know you're there. But, hey, mate, good luck oh, this man. weekend and keep doing what you're doing. You know what we love about you, Hearts, is whenever we speak to players from West Adelaide, they openly say how much they love playing for you, which is so important to make sure you've got players who um, buy into your system and the path that you've put them on. So keep doing what you're doing, mate. I appreciate it, gents. Good on you. Adam Hartlett joining us from uh, West Adelaide who take on Adelaide this weekend. I, I know we'll, we'll talk about this um, for over the next couple of weeks as we move into the, the finals, men's, but Adelaide now are going to be at that time where they need to work out which players are going to be qualifying for Sandville finals or if Adelaide lose in the AFL this weekend, do they put some players back? Like, they're, they're gettable. They are definitely gettable. And one of the other reasons why they're gettable is you think about the injuries to the back line in the AFL team, Butts, Murray, Doday, all out, which has meant that Borlace and um, Keane have got opportunities, yep. but it means that AFL team doesn't have it. So they are definitely going to be gettable over the final few rounds of the season. And uh, for West Adelaide, it's great to hear the honesty there around them not wanting to pick a, or recruit a lot of players. They want the top-end talent is yep. what they're targeting. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Back after this. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Been a really big show today here in Studio Lumo. We've spoken to Adam Hartlett just then, the coach of West Adelaide, Nathan Pepper, the Sandville Disability Coordinator. If you missed any of the show, we'll chuck it on the podcast. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel here. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Men's, we've got something a little bit different now. What are you going to do for us today? You are such a creative guy. Yeah, well, I think that everyone this time of year loves the AFL ladder predictor and having a look at the different permutations around where teams are going to finish. So I've done it with the Sample. There's three games to come for each side. I've done a little ladder predictor to predict the final standings at the end of the home and away season. All right. Well, take us through it. Okay. So if we go through the games, Glenelg, uh, they take on Port, the Eagles, and South. They're the only team I've got winning all three all of three. their last matchups. Two out of the three are away from home too. Yeah, they are. But I think their form stands up. Um Adelaide's the other one that's a maybe to win all three. Um, if we look at teams that potentially might struggle, West has a really tough tough run. I don't see them potentially winning one, and maybe South Adelaide might go 0-3 as well. Um, we know in this league anything can happen, but in looking at those games and putting some wins and losses next to these teams, um, it's come out with a final standings projection, which I'll now go through for you. Ooh, so okay. I have Glenelg finishing on top of the table at 16 and two, 16 wins and two losses. That's massive. So two losses. in second position, I think that this will be a tie in terms of win loss record. I think Adelaide will finish with, on 14 and four and Sturt, We'll finish also on 14 and 4. Adelaide will have far more superior percentage, which will mean Adelaide will finish second, Sturt will finish third. We need to clarify as well. I was talking to Bix about this this morning, about how the qualification works for players for Adelaide and how deep they will go in the finals. So um, Bix was suggesting today that you needed to play a handful of games for um, the Sandful side, so the majority in the Sandful side in comparison to the AFL team. But you also need to play the majority of the last five games of the yep. season to yep. actually qualify. Yeah, so your likes of a James Borlace, I don't think we'll see him again because he's probably going to play the last four games of the AFL regular season. Uh, and the other thing is too, if they're if they're in the AFL finals, you can play anyone effectively. Right. But 
they're going to, if they're in the AFL finals, need these players to play as well. So, so are you saying if Adelaide make the AFL finals at the same time that Adelaide are in the Sandville finals, they can play anyone, but yep. the moment they drop out, Correct. then things change. Correct. So wow. I'll give you an example. Just say Rory Sloan, they're, they're, he's touch and go to make the AFL team. They could play him in the Sandville team if they wanted him for fitness or to keep him match hard, and that's your example. But if they then got knocked out of the finals in the AFL, he would not be eligible. So it's really wow. intricate. Okay. The way it works. Um, but so that would mean that Adelaide and Sturt will play each other in the qualifying final. Mm. Glenelg would have the first week off. In fourth position, I have no, uh, I had, uh, Port Adelaide, sorry, finishing at nine and nine. This is going to be close. I've got North at also at nine and nine. Oh, there's your five. And Central's missing out at eight and ten, which would mean that Port and North would play each other in the elimination final, mm-hmm. and Central's will just miss at eight wins and ten losses. If we go down to seventh on the table, it would be the Eagles at six and twelve. Norwood, I think, will jump up to six and twelve as well. They'll finish in eighth position. South Adelaide in ninth at five wins and thirteen losses. And unfortunately, West Adelaide, um, we spoke with Adam Hartler. We know it's a development year. Three wins, fifteen losses. That would mean their fifth straight wooden spoon, though. Okay, so you've got here some uh, games with ramifications in the makeup of this final setup too. So did you want to go through them before we wrap up the show? Yeah, let's go with this upcoming round, round 16. So Central's take on Sturt at ex-convenience oval. Central's need to win this game. And if not, they've got to beat North the following week to be able to be in contention. Yep. So it's a massive matchup for the dogs this weekend. The other one that's very interesting is Port take on Glenelg. Now, if Port win this, they are virtually locked in for finals. Yep. I don't think they will, but if they do, that's how that will look. However, if Glenelg can win it, they will basically sew up the minor premiership as well. So interesting this round. Round 17, North takes on Centrals. It's one of the biggest games of the year. The winner more than likely will lock up a finals berth. South Adelaide also takes on Port. If South can knock off Port, it makes it so interesting going into round 18 where we have Centrals versus Port Adelaide ex-convenience oval. Now, there is a pathway here that the Dogs need to beat Port Adelaide by, say, six goals to Ooh. be able to get into the finals, and Port need to lose by under six goals. That would be incredible. The other one that's interesting is North take on Sturr at home. North might need to win that game to make finals. I love this. Let's have a look at this round of football, round 16, and I'll get your tips, men's, because you can tip now. You don't, you're you not aligned. You are retired, you old man. <laughs> so let's go through these. Saturday the 12th, 2-10 at Cooper Stadium. It's going to be a very emotional pre-match and an emotional game, as it should be as well. Norwood playing South Adelaide. Who wins? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with Norwood on the emotional angle here. It's going to be a really challenging game, but I think they'll be up and about for it. The Doggies and the Double Blues. This is going to be so close. The Dogs play so well at home, but I think the break will have Stir humming and I'm going to back the Double Blues. Port Adelaide should get a few players back considering so many missed for the AFL team, but will that be enough to beat Glenelg? Mm, six and two at home this year, Port Adelaide at Alberton. They'll be competitive, but Glenelg, how can you tip against them. The Eagles and North, another important game. I just feel like North's fitness coming into the back end of the year will be good, and I think they'll win this game. And we spoke to Adam Hartlett uh, a few moments ago. They are going to be heading to Murray Bridge to take on Adelaide. We speak of West Adelaide, so who wins that? Look, Adelaide, whoever they put on the part this year has performed, so I think they will continue their winning ways. And what's happening with you this weekend, Men's? Are you playing football again this weekend? Uh, yes, I'm playing Pathway Plays at Kingston this weekend, so we'll head down. As in near Robe? Yes, we'll head down down the coast there, so I'm hoping it's not too windy or wet, but um, 
looking forward to it. You go to different towns and uh, get to drive through Kingston and Meningi on the way, so it'll be good fun. Saturday. Will you stay there or are you just doing the drive? Uh, I think I usually have been staying down there the night before a night of, but I'm going to just drive down on the day this week. Are you a chance of swinging by the Coonawarra and bringing back a beautiful little drop? Well, Pathway is not too far from Coonawarra. Um, so I have got a couple of bottles of wine. When we played at Panola, they actually gave me and another player uh, a bottle of wine, which was um, beautiful. It was a really nice touch. So I do have one of them. Um, so I've mentioned a few teams. Shout out to Poultney as well. We've been training with them in the city. The boys there have uh, let me know that I haven't mentioned them. I've mentioned about 50 other clubs so far. So I uh, just yeah. thought I'd give them a little run yeah, as well. Yeah, just mention every club <laughs> that you could potentially play for next year. That would be absolutely outstanding. Men's, this has been great spending time with you. As always, fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sam. Full league. Enjoy the footy. Catch you next week. Catch you next week.